Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is something that I've always been uh, concerned about. Um, Bear markets usually, and correct me if I'm wrong, usually last, I mean, bull markets usually last seven years. Um, And then bear markets last like 18 months on average, I believe, around that time. Um, so we were in a 12 year bull market, which I, like you said, is like the longest in history. And then we had the shortest bear market in history last year, which is only a few months. Mm-hmm. And now we're back in a bull market. Um, so obviously that was a lot due to uh, the government just printing money at uh, unprecedented rate and pumped a lot of money into the economy, which made us go back and helped us go back into a bull market. But uh, it's one of these things where at some point in my brain, we have to go back into a prolonged bear market or is that no longer the case where it's like, okay, bear markets might not happen anymore. Like how they used to happen. Great question. Uh, my good, our good buddy, my good buddy, JC Peretz likes to say, there's always a bear market somewhere. So we're in, if you look around the market and it's a global market and it's a market of stocks, right? There's the stock market, but we always talk about the Dow, the S&P, the Russell, but then 
there's the global market of stocks. And if you look around, the Hang Seng fell 10% last week. That's Mm -hmm. a technical correction. You look at uh, the meme stocks, AMC and GameStop, even though they're up whatever, 1,400, 1,200%, they're down 45, 50% from their highs. Crypto is in a technical bear market. There's always a bear market happening. It just depends on the asset class you're looking at or where you're looking around the world. So there's that. Are we going to have a bear market in the United States in the S&P 500 or the Dow? Yeah, we are going to have one. The fact is, though, and you mentioned it, that was the cutest little bear market in history. It hurt that 35% drop, but it was cute. It lasted five minutes, right? Um, Again, we had the support, but there's also this, and this is important. There are so many passive investors in the stock market right now, passively investing through their 401k, through their Roth IRA, through their own brokerage accounts. They're just setting and forgetting it through the robo-advisors. There's just a ton of money sitting there in the vanguards and the fidelity index funds of the world, right? It's heavy. It's like a big, heavy ship. It takes a lot to move that whole ship down and get passive investors to sell. Everybody's got a threshold, but for passive investors, this household across the United States and across the world sitting on all of this stock income, people have a very deep threshold before they're ready to to throw in their hand. So we'll get a bear market. It may come soon, right? This is the worst two months of the stock market right now, um, August and September. We may get a correction here. We may fall into a bear. I doubt it. But in general, I just think the market is so heavy that we're going to get these things, but they're not going to last long. And the government now has this moral hazard where they're just not letting things fall that far. They're not letting the capital markets fall apart because they don't want a 2008, 2009 situation again. Yeah. And if they did, I think... In 2020, last year, we would have crashed through the 50% uh, of the Dow. And what people are not, are not remembering, in 1970, 1980, there wasn't as much quantitative easing. But as you mentioned, Caleb, the amount of people that are buying automatically and then the preaching of index funds was not present. Those two factors, like 1929, everyone was not automatically invested into 401ks or mutual fund plans. So those levers are dramatically different. And then but the quantitative easing thing, because I know Rashad is a pessimist, like Rashad will make you <laughs> prove your case to him. Um, and, and the thing is like, we, the quantitative easing part is tough because now you're building a house of cards, but they, as Caleb mentioned, you can't stop the quantitative easing because if we do and the floor falls from underneath it, it'll be disastrous for many industries, many people and many jobs will go away. So now it's this thing that you have to kind of keep in place and probably for the next 20 something years it will have to be in place until we reach a point of no return yeah caleb uh, obviously investopedia is almost i mean it is a search engine for anybody really trying to learn about investing i'm wondering what you do right because as you see these the people searching words and what type of analytics are you using and what are you seeing with those analytics right if somebody's typing in mean stocks all right this must be a, a something that's going on or you hear fear and you hear, you might see Shadi typing in, what's a bear market, what's the long, what are you doing with these analytics? Yeah, great question. And because we have a lot of people who are doing this, 23 odd million visitors a month, 3 million page views a day on the on order, uh, sometimes more, we're seeing what the questions are that people are asking. And, and in that you see their intention, not in a creepy way, like we're seeing what you might see in a Google trend search, but we're seeing at a very, uh, what we call a taxonomy level. So we have our taxes, our investing taxes and our trading taxes. We're seeing what people are specifically looking at. And sometimes that is as broad. And one of the more popular questions on the website, believe it or not, is what is money? I think that is people literally wondering, what is this thing we call money? I also think it's people thinking about a crypto world, like 
what is money metaphysically? So we have that. Mm. But we also have people asking very pointed questions like, how do I start investing with $10,000 or Roth IRA or 401k or TD Ameritrade or or uh, Robinhood, which broker's better? Or how do I buy uh, swaps? Or how do I buy warrants? Or what's a SPAC? So when you get all of that, you know where the interest is, but you also know what people are sort of fearing or what they're optimistic about. So when people are searching, what is volatility? What is the VIX? What is a bear market? How much could I lose? What is a, you know, when you see those fear-based terms, we've created an anxiety index, which actually peaks before the VIX index, because we see what you're searching for. Think about it. When you get scared and you want to learn something, you're like, what is a this before I do a this? We know what the what is a this part of that is. And we're seeing those spikes in fear and anxiety before they appear in the stock market through the VIX, mm -hmm. through the options market and into the stock market. It's fascinating, but it also makes us go, we better update that article because something big just happened. We had the reverse stock split with GE today. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. I'm looking at Google Analytics on our website and, and reverse stock splits spiking like a rocket ship. And I'm like, what happened? I go and I find the reverse stocks, but with G, put that anecdote in the in the into the story and move on. So we have to update our content to make sure that we're not, we're not chasing the news. We're just trying to be relevant around it. And because we have so many terms, we're doing this at scale by the thousands every week. Yeah, that, that was that was my search engine on the warrant call. I hit Ian up, and we were like studying that mm -hmm. together. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's let, let's ask about a couple of questions if we can about some terms. Um, because we, we very rarely get a chance to do this, um, especially with somebody who does it for a living. Yeah. So you talked about reverse stock split. A lot of people might not be familiar with what a reverse stock split is. What is a reverse stock split? Well, a, a company that issues, a public company that issues shares may decide to split their shares traditionally. So if you, they, they had a thousand or let's just say a million shares outstanding, they split their shares. Now they have 2 million, but at half the price, a reverse splits the other way where you're splitting down from, you know, you're, you're reducing the amount of shares you have on the market but making each share worth more. So if you had a million shares and you reverse split two for one, now you have 500,000 shares, but those each individual shares were twice that. So it's just a way of either raising the value of the individual share through a reverse split or creating more shares outstanding to make more shares available to the public markets if you're doing a traditional split. So there's a difference, but it really is what the company is trying to do with its share base. And companies will often split their shares um, to make more shares available outstanding so that more people can buy in. You saw some of this happening with some of the meme stocks, but then you have companies that will never ever split like a Berkshire Hathaway. That's why the stock price for Berkshire Hathaway class A shares is 260 or whatever thousand dollars a piece. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>